Hey everyone, and welcome to the Philip Show. This is Philip. Grab your coffee. Listen, today, I was just talking to somebody else today, and it just went in line with what uh, this show is really about. If you don't know, I'm a musician as well. And one of the things that I was talking to this person about was some times that we had back in the studio just sharing stories. Hilarious. But the journey of it all was really the discovery through music of finding your voice and finding your way and discovering really who you are through lyrics as well as through life experiences. So today, uh, here to challenge us uh, with the question, who are you? And on the wave of his latest release, The Thinker and the Thought with Don Johnson and the Lost Order, welcome hip hop artist and lyricist, Jeremy Street. Jeremy. Hey, how's it going, Phil? Thank hey, you for good. That. Absolutely, how, how, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Just got through my little bout with COVID, so back to back to 100% now. How did how was that? I know this isn't what the show was about, but how was it when you got it? Did you know? Like um, it happened pretty quick, um, yeah. and then I, I really don't get sick too often, so uh, it definitely came out of nowhere um, mm. a little bit, and then uh, you know just had to get back to it. So wow. But yeah, so many people are like catching it and all that. Well, well, you're over it and we're glad about it. You know yes, what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I know that um, you're super excited because you just launched your musical project. So before we get into everything you, you know, what made you want to release another project? Uh, I kind of am forced to, uh, to do this. It's, it's part of who I am. So um, being able to collaborate with other people to do what I love to do and what they love to do. It's just a, a wonderful opportunity. Uh, so these kind of things just organically happen. And yeah. it's uh, it's great to experience that joy with other people, uh, the collaboration, the project, the, the love of the project, the love of the culture, all of it, so. One of the things that I love about your project and um, and some of your lyrics is that it's it's very introspective. Is this project different than some of the projects that you worked on before? Absolutely. I think a lot of that would have to do with the producer, Don Johnson, mm -hmm. a whole different vibe compared to the other projects. I also feel like it was more kind of central to that vibe. And as you said, introspective, the thinker and the thought itself, that whole ideology um, is basically that is separating the thinker and the thought. Um, not separating the thinker and the thought and realizing that so you're that person. Uh, so I had to do a lot of that, you know, ask myself, you know, who am I? So this project was different than the last. The, the other ones, there were a few recently that was, you know, kind of cleaning out the closet with some projects that I that I had ideas for songs, people I wanted to work with, so on. Yeah. So this was really like the first. All right, let's go. Yeah. I would imagine, you know, I would just imagine you, and I'll just pick you apart real quick, <laughs> real quick. I would just, <laughs> I would imagine um, you as, uh, do you consider yourself a hip hop artist? You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I think I'm evolving out of that. Okay. Uh, because, and maybe because hip hop has become so broad now. It 
when I first started doing hip hop music in the late nineties or mid nineties, uh, I would say, yes, I would consider myself hip hop. And now because there's so many different variations of that, um, I now basically have to categorize myself, categorize myself as a lyricist. Um, but yeah, I do hip hop music. Uh, would I dabble in some other things, maybe some ska or something? <laughs> yeah. Well, which is interesting because one of the things that I love about uh, the journey of discovering you is listening to your music and listening to the instrumentation and the lyrics, what you're talking about on top of some of the instrumentation. What I see some pictures in the background there. What, um, what influences you when it comes to music and kind of getting your own voice? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think early on in life, when I first got into hip hop music, um, I was very young and it was kind of, you know, in that early 90s hip hop scene, you know, East Coast, West Coast, all of that, everybody, every region had a different uh, perspective and culture. And, and so uh, giving me the ability to, to speak uh, on, on my life, that's mm -hmm. how I started out. So my, my journey has always been about poetic it's always been about emotional and it's always been about tangible uh things in life so i feel like i get the most of my inspiration from life i use hip-hop as a vehicle to express myself i would express myself uh in many different other ways yeah and i do um as i'm sure we'll discuss uh but as far as the music goes hip-hop has been that uh djing as well as giving me an opportunity to you know play house music and stuff you know there's Lots of ways that I like to outlet, and I guess the general purpose of that is to figure out who I am. My influences have been uh, specifically, as far as people go, uh, I would say, you know, my brother was a huge influence to me with with music. My father was a huge influence with me in music, um, and then I started finding those mentors in my life, people that stuck out to me that. Uh, gave me that feeling, you know, where, you know, like Common and, and Talib Kweli, Blackstar, you know, all of that, uh, even in sort of the West Coast, you know, all the things that were happening, you know, with, with Snoop and Dre and all of that. There's just so much uh, influence from those individuals, those iconic people that were the pillars uh, of this genre um, or those people outside in life that have given me the opportunity. Um, that's why, you know, some of my friends are my influences because some of my friends uh, gave me opportunities to get on stage and, and, and grab a mic. Yeah. So those people were super uh, influential. Who am I? Uh, I have navigated through many different versions of the question. Uh, where I'm at right now is I'm a father and trying to figure that out every single day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm also just a passionate person about creativity I'd say I'm a humanitarian. I love people. I love seeing people have uh, epiphanies, aha moments, figuring things out. Just love uh, when when everything is blossoming and people are progressively coming together to solve problems that will benefit everyone else. You know, that's that, absolutely yeah, and that's and that's um, that's definitely the goal, right? You know, like everything has a purpose and everything will have a meaning, and what you do, your mark will help to positively impact a lot of people who are lyricists and um, poets and creatives just in general but a lot of people write from personal circumstance 
and um, and personal experience as you were coming into your own when it comes to just growing up and just going through the throes of life. Do a lot of your um, your creative outlets, I guess specifically music, but some of the other ones, do they kind of mirror or act as an escape from things in your life and kind of give you that balance? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think uh, pressure from day-to-day -day responsibilities, we all have. Mm -hmm. So we have to balance out those pressures by having some sort of release. So it's got to be a, a give and take, an ebb and flow. Uh, balance is extremely important. And we're constantly balancing that change, right? So every time something changes and adds pressure to our life, we have to handle that and it takes energy and we have to grab positive energy from the positive from the places that give us that positive energy in order to take on the negative things or the pressures that come into our life. So in my opinion, I think it's a constant uh, give and take, uh, as I said. Um, so what is it that makes you happy? Mm. You do a lot of things that make you happy. It makes the challenging things seem trivial. Um, I feel like if you do things that are constantly adding negative pressures to your life, then you find it hard to find optimism. Yeah. Um, so you don't have a, 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 you know, a collaborative of people around you to help you see that. So yeah. people as well. Do you ever go through, you know, your journey, no matter whether it's music or otherwise? Cause I guess you're not really the stereotypical and I might be stereotyping, but you're not this. <laughs> Go ahead, come on. But you're not the stereotypical um, lyricist or hip hop artist, being um, non African American, if you will. You know, so are there assumptions that people have about you that you kind of run up against, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, here we go, or you know, it doesn't have to be that, just that, but just assumptions in general, because we're speaking about who you are, you know, so that people just have about you that are just completely like way in like second, third, 15th field. Yeah. Uh, I'm 41. And uh, so growing up, you know, when I was 12 years old, it was 1992. And that's the first time that I got in front of a, a group of people and displayed uh, what I was calling poetry at the time to a hip hop beat. And uh, eventually, I, I did more of that. Um, so in 92, being a, a white kid in Jamestown, Ohio, which is where I moved to from Xenia, my parents got divorced and moved out to Jamestown. And being from Xenia, I'd already had a reputation in Jamestown because of what they, how they associated people in Xenia versus you know being out in the country in Jamestown. So I was already getting called names and um, the fact that I listen to hip hop music, uh, I have an older brother and sister, so he got me into some hip hop um, as it was, you know, surfacing. And because I listened to that, there was all kinds of things. You would actually think the latter, right? You would think I would be in an environment where I yeah. was getting, uh, you know, basically looked at as being someone who was going to take advantage of white privilege, but being in Jamestown, it was the opposite. I was actually being treated as if I was coming from a, you know, more ethnic, you know, area. And these people weren't able to accept that just because of the music I listened to. Wow. I don't get it, but 
I have a little bit of a comprehension based on the behaviors that were displayed to me during that time. How did that, did that change your perspective? Like sometimes when people experience stuff like that, they go hard in one particular direction, right? So did it change how you either viewed people or you viewed yourself at all? It planted a seed for sure. Mm. Gave me an opportunity through the next, you know, court, you know, decades of my life that uh, incrementally got me into a scenario where I now was understanding uh, of some of the, I, I just can't say understanding, man, because I don't, right? But I was more aware and it, yes is eventually gotten me to a point where i am a enthusiast enthusiast about eliminating that yeah um but where to begin <laughs> yeah i have no idea man uh, but yeah. i will say that, uh, that that was definitely uh, a factor i think now because i have put a lot of work and effort into giving myself the ability to um be progressive as far as how I handle myself, um, my professional life, all of those things has now gotten me to a point where it's the inverted you. Now I'm on the other side of that spectrum where I'll go into a conversation with people and they think that I grew up in a privileged neighborhood and went to college and all these kinds of things. Um, and, you know, that's not the case. So people do have a ability to judge a book by its cover. It's human nature, I think. Um, yeah, but we develop the ability to not let that be the end all be all and dive into who the person is, I think, is is where you really find the answer to that question or in watching their actions. So I think one of the th interesting things about you is that even with people listening and uh, watching um, either your videos or listening to your music, watching this you can still stereotype and perceive, but you're a pretty um, well-rounded dude. Like you have daughters, right? I have a 14 year old daughter, yes. 14 year old daughter, wow. Boys. Huh? And two little boys, seven and nine. Wow, so you're a dad and you can cook. <laughs> I've been known to, to whip up a few things in the kitchen, yes. <laughs> so, so one of your uh, creative outlets, listen, I'm gonna show you this. You guys at home, I made this for him just for the show. Look, boom. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, I love that. <laughs> I want that kid bad too, by the way. <laughs> so, so, so you are, uh, you're just a creative and you're talented. How did you get into cooking? Because you do both very well and you have careers in both. So how did you, I'm just curious, how, how? Well, I stepped into the restaurant world uh, in retail, actually, in general. Uh, I stepped into retail. My first job, I was a janitor when I was 16, um, like job, job, where I got paycheck. Um, and then I went into retail after that. And um, I just never left retail, which is really easy to do. Retail is typically a lot of people who are not from money. Um, so we hustle and the people that do really well in retail usually are really good at hustling. Um, they have people skills, they have work ethic. There's, you know, just a sales mentality to it as well. Um, and tend to find that the majority of people that 
do really well in restaurants and find lives in restaurants typically have some sort of outside hobby in mm. some kind of creative uh, environment. So that has just been an ongoing thing. And in being in that, uh, at one point in time, once I kind of grew up a little bit, I guess, um, but I was still acting like a, like a immature uh, young man at that point in time. But um, aside from the drinking and all of that, uh, I just started applying the creativity to the food and getting positive feedback. So answer, asking questions really was, was what set my trajectory. Um, and I had a great mentor who I work with currently um, yeah. and been a, a voice of reason for me as well. I find mentors in my life and I find people that I utilize as resources that um, give me what I need. And he gave me the, the answers to the questions. And typically that was, I don't know, let's try it out. So I developed courage in that, where I would start to, you know what, I'm going to do this with this dish. I'm going to come up with this. Why can't we do it this way? And, and I would start to find a way. And through all of that, the research um, and trial and error, just got <laughs> some skills with it and uh, had an opportunity to work with some amazing people who, you know, set me on that course. People who are at James Beard Awards, uh, people who graduated from, you know, like CIA and stuff. So. Um, just being around those people just really helped me uh, in that environment. So, Wow. Do you think that some of the, I guess, the skills in your perspective when it comes to, um, comes to cooking, it, do you think it's kind of the same perspective when it comes to music? Is it, or is it different? Answering off the hip, uh, I would say they're very similar. Mm. Fact that I feel like ingredients, you can articulate ingredients with ingredients. You can cook rustic, you can cook Southern style, you can cook refined, you can do, you know, so many different various sous vide, you can do just all kinds of different ways of cooking. I like to think of it as like discipline, right? So just like martial arts, um, everyone has this temple that they perform in and they practice the 10,000 hour concept of, of practicing, practicing perfection, you know, that really is what it is every single day. Um, so adding that creativity and that flair gives us the ability to flex those other areas. But yeah, I would say food and, and uh, any kind of art like that would go together because I feel like that's what it is. Yeah. So what are your, what are, what would you say your goals are? I mean, you're talented um, in, you know, clearly a lot of things. So what are your goals? I have a lot of goals. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in general, I would say my goals are how can I be more impactful to the community? Mm -hmm. um, how can I have legacy in that impact? Exemplify the qualities that my children need to see in order to give them the ability to get through the tough times in their, their life that they're going to come across um, and to be able to get myself to a point where I can help people financially or uh, motivationally or any kind of way of being a good resource. Uh, Dave Chappelle really inspired me with this Jim City Shine thing, man. I made a real big impact on me. Um, 
And I almost kind of thought of it as, wow, you know, someone, a human being has the ability to step up and be like, yo, we're, we need to do something together. The, the community needs to come together. For and, um, just um, while you're there, for the people who may not be from this area, can you explain what Gym City, Gym City Shine is? So the Gym City Shine was uh, Dave Chappelle uh, putting together a, a, a concert for downtown Dayton. And it was all Dayton residents. Uh, you weren't, you couldn't get tickets if you weren't a resident of Dayton. And he brought Chance the Rapper and Talib Kweli and uh, Thundercat and had uh, Stevie Wonder, like just all of these people, um, John Stewart, you know, all these people coming in town to stand behind him and say enough is enough. You know, we got to come together. The tornadoes had just happened. Uh, shooting had just happened where nine people lost their lives. And so many victims outside of that, the, the, the ripples of that all the way to the edge of the pond. And uh, he, he stepped up to that challenge and, and said, you know, like, we, we need to come together. And it was dynamite. And since then, I've seen more connective tissue of Dayton coming together and working together in such an amazing way it just inspired um all of us man um it was an amazing thing so. do you think that's the key i know there's a lot of um unrest right now do you think the key is i guess to the unity puzzle is really laying things aside and just coming together i'm not really sure i know what my role uh can be and i think that for the first time in my life i've I've had a really good, clear message, uh, you know, go resonate through me to to just try and be the best me that I can be. Does that mean that every day I'm I'm accomplishing that or achieving that? Absolutely not. Um, awareness is first. You know, I quit drinking almost seven years ago, and it is true. You know, uh, first step of that is denial. You know, you realizing that you're an alcoholic is is denying it. So me trying to think that I'm doing something impactful, uh, I could tell myself that all day long. I could write songs all day long that don't have any value. That's why my music is different than you know what you would typically find in mainstream is um, my POV is not to duplicate hip hop. I grew up when hip hop was being created and established. And I know that individuality in hip hop and your style and your martial art is, like how I did that when I said martial art. <laughs> is your technique and that is me figuring out my technique what would you say to the listeners of this new project this was a real uh, opportunity for me to write some things that were new right now um we were going to release this in uh i want to say last winter or the spring actually yeah we started doing it in january and I wanted to release it in the spring and life happened and all kinds of things just kind of set things back. We went from being three tracks to six tracks to 10 tracks, you know, to the nine. And then it, it really just kind of evolved as it started to get to the pinnacle. Uh, it was like summertime and we was, I was listening to some of the tracks and they're, it's a different vibe. It's a very chill kind of, maybe a little dark, you know, oh. old school detective kind of, you know, vibes to it. And I was like, man, I do not want to drop this in the summertime. <laughs> this is 
zero plays. So it helped. It worked out that we we drug it out. We did some things to it that was allowed allowed it to mature. Uh, so it didn't sound like a 2005 mixtape. Um, more so, you know, had some some dynamic, right? <laughs> so um, I use that term a lot. I was like, I just don't want to sound like a 2005 mixtape. Um, wait, hold on. I might have had a mixtape in 2005. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad that it progressed and it got to the point because it, it became what it became. Um, but uh, this one really gives, I think, a little uh, clarity about how I feel about the government and their impact on all of the things that are happening. I'm type 1 diabetic, so I know firsthand how, you know, the pharmaceuticals and, and all the things. Uh, I, I'm, I hate the fact that uh, that kind of thing is happening to us and that we're, we're off to the side of the road making TikTok videos and, and you know, all these things instead of paying attention to the, the important topics uh, that need to be addressed. So a little bit of that comes out, a little bit of my dualities, my different pers personalities uh, of, you know, being business savvy or being into hip hop or being, you know, the culinary person, like all those things. There are some tracks in here that explain all of that as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, a kaleidoscope of, of Jeremy, <laughs> the thinker and thought, which is crazy. It's, you know, I always tell people it's like the 4th of July up here and it's like a retirement home coming out. So a retirement home. <laughs> Dang. So, uh, so one last, one last question. Um, you are continuously, like you were talking about, on your journey to continue to define the question, who are you? For, um, again, for the people that are listening, what is one thing that you always go back to to help you continue to, defi to define that? I think that changed over time, but right now I could say uh, simply my kids. It's, it's just a different thing having people looking at you. What, what's he going to do? What, what's, when, when something happens, they're looking to see how I respond. And they're looking to they're checking me on my integrity. And everything that I teach them is, you know, potentially what they will exemplify. So I'm literally looking at my job, how I'm doing as it goes um, and blocking outside data, people telling you how it's supposed to be done. It's it's all all the instructions are right there. Uh, just literally watching how how that goes down. So that, I think that that's been my mind there to answer that. Wow, that's that's good stuff. Integrity is, is I mean, that's a nugget right there. Yeah, that's just. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> well, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, thank you so much for uh, for for coming. I'm so glad that you're over COVID. Yes, thank you. Yeah, and um, much success to the thinker and the thought. I'm sure it's, it's going to keep many of us thinking um, and wondering. You know, have we defined our journey regarding who we are? You know, I definitely think that that is something to uh, to consider daily. So thank you for that challenge. <laughs> of course, absolutely. Yeah, you're welcome for that challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Personal homework. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. For having me on the show. Really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And shout out to, you know, the team, everybody, uh, you know, the, with the whole album, you know, Lost Order and Don Johnson and Fatty Lumpkin and 
you know, uh, Justin Herman, all, all the guys uh, that you, we work together with uh, on these projects and uh, the Rosenthal and Yellow Springs, you know, doing all of the, the shows there as well. So, you know, much respect to, to all those people impacting Dayton in a positive light. Keep working together. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jeremy. So, wow. So, who are you? Make sure that you go pick up the album, The Thinker and the Thought. Um, but more importantly, make sure that you listen to what Jerry was, Jeremy was talking about. You know, your integrity. People are watching. You define who you are by your responses to tough choices, to challenging situations. And you come out stronger once you continue to look at that and define your role as you move forward. So, as usual, you are the best you in the world. Stay encouraged. And we will see you next time here on The Phillips Show. Don't wait.